0: If you have your Bible, Mark chapter 8, verse 36 and verse 37 will be our text. Love being at Landmark. I feel like you're my second family. I hope you don't get tired of me, but if you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just got to put up with it, I reckon. Mark eight thirty-six and 37, I want to preach on three biblical deaths. Bible says, "For what shall that profit a man?" The idea is discipleship is a matter of profit and loss. man I'm thankful that I can set at the feet of Jesus and find out how to build. Amen. I want to make sure I'm on the right foundation, Jesus Christ. I want to make sure that I learn the principles of God's word, because you do reap what you sow eventually. And I want to make sure that I sow by faith and not by the flesh, there is a big difference. Matter of fact, you'll see this in these three biblical deaths. But he says there, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now keep in mind, he's not talking to a sinner. He's talking to his believers, those that are following him. The world's always beckoning to try to get our attention. They want us to lay down the word of God. Don't make time for the house of God and just do our thing. If you're not careful... You can give your heart to the Lord and begin to grow and get detoured. Uh, it, it happens easily. and But he's saying here, uh, do you, are you still determined to do the will of God? Because he says, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. The idea is, uh, if you don't surrender yourself to the Lord daily, then um, we're basically wasting our lives. If you look there at verse thirty-seven, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The idea is when you stand before the Lord at the bema seat, you can't. There's no redos. You can't say, "All right, I understand now. Send me back down there." You, it's you had your opportunity. That's why it's so important. We stay in the house of God. Amen. Stay under the Word of God. You you need to learn to walk by the Lord. Amen. And we'll talk more about that. Then the Hebrews nine twenty-seven says it like this. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. One man said, there's no middle ground. We must choose the earthly or the heavenly, the temporary or the eternal. Let me read it again. There's no middle ground. We must choose the earthly or the heavenly, the temporary or the eternal. The first biblical death I want to talk about, we find the rich man died a sinner's death. If you die without Christ, the Bible calls it a sinner's death. Where do you go? Well, in Luke 16, 23, Bible says and in hell he lifted lift up his eyes. See, if you die without Christ, Christ can't deliver you. And uh, that's why he came. That's what Savior means is to deliver. He wants to set you free from what? Your sin debt. If you will not let Christ pay your sin debt, then you're gonna pay for it in hell. Every sin that you've ever committed will be on you. There is degrees of punishment in hell. You can be a moral good person, an honest good person, but all have sin, come short. So there's a lot of good moral people that hell maybe won't be as bad, but they're going to hell. But this rich man died in hell. He lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Money's not a bad thing unless money's your God. Abraham was a rich man, but he's in paradise. The rich man had money, but he's not in paradise. Both were rich. They just made different choices. So the idea is you're going to die. I don't know when, but it's coming. But you got to choose where. Are you going to spend eternity? And we find this man was an unbeliever. Had money. Had multiple chances. He would love to have been saved when he was in hell. But there's no mercy or grace in hell. And so in hell he wanted everything that the Lord offered him through this beggar. But he didn't see the need at the present tense. And you might be one of them. Well, preacher, I got money in the bank and life's pretty good. But the Bible says... It's appointed unto men once to die. Well, I'll be all right, preacher. I got plenty of time. I, I don't see that in the Bible. Amen. Bible talks about today's the day of salvation. Amen. Bible says that you there's a day that he can be accepted. Salvation is a gift that you gotta receive. That's in John chapter 1. Amen. The gift is a person, amen. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And that God sent him for God so loved the world. You know, what? say it. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not. This rich man could have, but he didn't. Now he's perishing in a real, literal hell. Bible talks about a sinner's death. If you go to Revelation with me, chapter 20. This is you if you don't get your sins under the blood. He says there in verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And look at verse 14. The Bible says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So what are you talking about, preacher? I'm just talking about your body and your soul is gonna be cast into a real, literal hell. But thank God the good news is you don't have to perish. Matter of fact, in John chapter 3, verse 36, he tells you and I that to those who have the Son hath life. But I like how he says it in verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God Abideth on him. There's three biblical deaths in the Bible. The first one is the sinner's death. That's just you and I who've been off salvation, but we never receive it. For whatever reason, this man thought money could deliver him. Nothing wrong with money unless money's your God. If you were to die today, would this be your death? Everything stays home stays, car stays, your money stays. But you travel on. Where will you go? Not the preacher's fault. Nobody's fault. It's on you. The rich man had multiple, multiple chances. Did time get away from him? Evidently. I really have never met anybody that wants to die and go to hell, not one. So why would he go there? He procrastinated. Money kept him busy. But money can't buy eternal life. But thank God the blood purchased it. And he died for the whole world. And you was included. Don't die this first sinner's death. Give your heart to Jesus. Amen. The second death is a shameful death. It's a man by the name of Samson. You know, Samson's name means Sonny. And I was reading a little bit about him. Sonny... is what Samson's name means. And initially, he did bring sunshine to his home. He was raised in a wonderful home, a godly heritage. His mom and dad prayed to God, seek God, obeyed the will of God, feared God. But a, a quick reminder is this, a godly home is no guarantee of a godly life if the spiritual influence is rejected by the children. I know a lot of mom and dads, they did it right, but the children ain't doing it right. It's not on the mom and dad, it's on the children. Samson had a great mom and dad. He just chose a different path. As you read in in, in Judges chapter 16 verse 30, Samson's last request was this, let me die with the Philistines. That's the enemy. After all of his life making bad decisions, he finally realized that judgment's coming. I found out that um, he began his ministry blessed by the Lord, but at the close of his life, he was mocked by a heathen crowd. You know, you got to decide what road you're going to walk. You're going to have to decide, is this book for you, or is it just for your mom and dad? Samson has no excuse other than the fact he chose wrong choices. One man said it like this, How could a man fail when he had so much in his favor? Great home life. Started out strong. His name means sunny. He was a bright spot to the family, to his mom and dad, even to Israel during a a desperate time. But as I said at the start of the message, the devil never quits. Always trying to get you on the wrong track. Always trying to get you involved with the wrong people. But the bottom line is, One man said it like this, yes, in Samson's death, he killed many of the enemy, but how much better had he would have been if he just chose to be a living sacrifice? Gave his heart to the Lord and surrendered it. That's Romans 12. But instead, Samson died an early death and the Bible calls it a shameful death. You look there at Judges chapter 14, he started tampering with evil associations. That just means you hang out with the wrong crowd. That just means you're watching the wrong stuff. That just means you're being filtrated by the wrong music. I mean, the devil's good. One tap on your phone, you can go into a pornography world that just robs you and blinds you and hardens you. I mean, one tap of the finger, they'll bait you. If you want to go that path, just keep in mind, there's many die, a shameful death. Say, yes. Never live out to have a life for God. Never end up sunny like his name meant. He died in darkness. He was saved, but his light was put out. That's a shameful death. He reminds you and I through scripture there that uh, Samson went into enemy territory. That's why the pastor, that's why anybody that comes behind this pulpit, your Sunday school teacher, is always trying to remind you, don't go in the evil territory. Well, it's just a party. Yeah, but what's going on at the party? Well, you know, I'll leave if I want to. I wish I could tell you that happened. A lot of times you get baited and you get stuck and next thing you know, you're there. I'm just trying to remind you, Samson had a great start, but a shameful end. Started out sunny, but died under darkness. God had his hand on him, but God took the spirit off of him. All because he hung out more with a bad crowd than he did with a good crowd. The Bible tells you and I in Judges chapter 14 that um, not only did he go down geographically, but spiritually he went down. See, when you go down, it's not just you're in the wrong place, but you put your soul in a place that it ought not be. Amen? He tells you and I in Judges chapter 16 that he became under the power of a carnal appetite. You know what that means? That the devil began to win the battle over his heart. I mean, once you open that gate of carnality and it begins to bait you, and listen, there's things in our flesh that loves that. Whether it's sexual, whether it's anything, that there's, that's just, Adam's still there. Got to crucify it. You got to say, you know what, I ain't, I'm not going to take one step that way. Because if he can get a toehold, he can get a foothold, next thing you know, he's got control over you. You say, well, nobody knows. God knows. He tells you and I, the word torment, or no, he tells you and I that uh, he would not resist the weakness of his temptation, Judges 16, uh, verses 15 through 7. That's why you gotta keep your eyes. Bible tells you in 1 John 2, 16, the lust of the eyes. That's the gate into your soul. You ever wonder why there's so many, you know, pictures that flash up and things that bait you? I mean, your eyes kinda, you know, reflect something and try to get your attention. He tells you not to be careful of the lust of the eyes. Saul was a king of Israel. But the Bible says he died for his transgression because he got away from the word of God and jealousy got in his heart. Then bitterness got in his heart. A king that had God's approval ended up a king in rejection. What I'm just trying to remind you, you can die with money and still go to hell. You can be saved and die a shameful death because of your carnal appetites. But thank God there's a man by the name of Paul in the Bible. Paul perfect, no, but Paul died a splendid death. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, uh, Psalms 116, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Listen, when God calls a child home on good terms, that's Precious. Not real precious if he cut your life short because he wanted to discipline you. He wanted you to examine yourself, but you wouldn't do that. So, therefore, he had to step in and overrule. Listen, if God has to, he'll overrule what he had planned for you. God's got big plans, but if you don't want to follow his plan, he'll overrule. That's why he didn't, Samson. Your name means sunny. I want to use you for the rays of the light through you. But instead, sin's darkened the lens. And I'm sovereign, so I can overrule at any point in time. He overruled. Bible tells you and I, 2 Corinthians 5:8, Paul says, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. 2 Timothy 4, Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Where are you at in your ministry? Are you sober, which means are you alert? Are you on track? Could it be you're in a rut somewhere? Could it be that church is just a gig on the weekend and there's no fellowship, there's no growing? I'm just here to remind you, he knows where we're at. That's why it's so important that we're minded. There's a sinner's death. There is a shameful death, but thank God Paul said there's a splendid death. He died in the will of the Lord. He died, finishing his course. Bible tells you and I. Paul had a great ambition, and that is one thing. Lord, I want to hear from you. Well done, thy good and faithful child. And then there's a last death, and that's the death that Jesus died for you and I. Bible says in Romans chapter five, all through the Word of God, or in chapter four too. I'll just read a few verses, but here's what he says. He says there in verse, um, let me see here, uh, Romans chapter four, it's in verse five. But him that worketh not, but believeth on him that, that justify the ungodly, his faith is counted for him in righteousness. Bible talks about him dying. Uh, where's that at, Romans chapter five, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned, but verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, verse 21, that as sin hath reigned in death, so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank God he knows the mess we're in. That's why God sent his son to die for you and I to set us free, amen. You got the sinner's death, he's in hell. You got a shameful death. Saved could have done great things, but got on the wrong track. But you got Paul's death. It's a splendid death. Died walking with God. How did all that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. Because one man came down here and took our place on Calvary. And he took his place for me and you. Did I deserve it? No. Why did I get it? Because he loves us. And Christ died so you and I could be set free who did he die for, everyone? Good. Little girl from Japanese, from Japan. I've seen a lot of Mexican kids saved. We're going get ready to set the 10 up there in Portsmouth High for a one-day blowout. Don't matter what color, don't matter where they come from. I still got the same message for God so loved the world that God committed his love toward us and while we were yet sinners, it's all the same. We're gonna feed them hot dogs. We're gonna blow up a big old thing and let them have fun, all that for just about 20 minutes under a tent. You say well, that's crazy, no? If one soul is saved, heaven rejoices. Amen. We're going. We're going to a place where that night, at Jimmy, they, they shoot up. Matter of fact, they have folks at Portsmouth to come through there every every week just to pick up needles because they want to keep it clean for the kids. And so many times, you know, we get caught up in our own little world and God says, you know, there's a spot down there. If you'll just get some folks together and set that tent up and feed them, they'll come. Pastor said, hey, I'll buy a TV. But we're not going to give it away until after the service. We, We learned that four years ago. You say, well, that's crazy. If it's worth one soul, I'll do it. Amen. Hey, they're under the darkness, but thank God we can shine a light in them. Just want to remind you, there's really four deaths, but I hit three, but that last death is for everybody. That's when Christ left there and came down here so that you and I can go up there. And he did that through the cross. And it's available to everybody. And you can have it today. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed.